Welcome to the ITE Talks Transportation Podcast from the Institute of Transportation Engineers. Each month, we'll bring you conversations with thought leaders in transportation on the future of the industry. joining us for another episode of the ITE Talks Transportation Podcast. I'm your host, Bernie Wagenblast. Any industry that hopes to thrive in the future needs to have young people joining and learning from those who have gone before them, as well as bringing in a fresh perspective. In the case of ITE, that can happen in several ways, including student chapters and programs such as Leadership ITE. On this month's podcast, I'm speaking with Ana Maria Torres, a senior transportation engineer for traffic, illumination, and ITS at Stantec. Ana Maria is a past president of the Capital Area Section of Tech's ITE, graduated from the Leadership ITE program, and was recognized by ITE as a young leader to follow in 2022. We'll be talking about some of her experiences in ITE and why she sees value in new transportation professionals becoming involved in the organization. Ana Maria, welcome to ITE Talks Transportation. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. I guess the best place to start, you're young. You don't have a long resume to recite, so to speak, but why don't you give us an overview of your career so far? Tell us a bit about what you studied in college, what drew you to transportation, and where the path has led you. It is kind of funny to think, oh, it hasn't been that long, but sometimes it feels like I've been in this industry for forever. But, you know, time, time (laughs) is relative. I actually am originally from Louisiana. um, And when I was going into high school between sophomore and junior year, my high school actually said, hey, there's this uh, summer engineering program that you can get involved in. It's in New York. Would you like to go? And Fortunately, I was able to go into that program. And so I saw all the different kinds of engineering. I'm the first person in my family to have an engineering degree. So I didn't really know what this realm was like in the real world. And so that gave me an opportunity to learn a little bit about civil. We talked about bridges. And I think a lot of civils would be like, yeah, we all started as wanting to be bridge engineers. And then we went totally different direction. <laughs> so then going into college, I decided to look into Louisiana Tech for civil engineering. And I got my um, bachelor's degree there. I'll be honest, I wasn't ready to go into the real world yet. I was still a little nervous about it. So I said, well, I'm good at school. Let's keep going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I actually um, got into the master's program at Northwestern University with a focus on the transportation program there, which was incredible, amazing. And I really enjoyed being in Illinois at the time. Um, It got a little cold after a while, but uh, (laughs) I wound up um, going into... um, the rotation program at the Illinois DOT. It was district one in Schaumburg area and stayed there for about three years. Like I said, the cold kind of got to me and Mm -hmm. I said, I'm ready to be back in the South and closer to family. And a position opened up in Austin um, with my current company, Stantec. And so made that transition down here and been here about seven years now and focusing now on um, traffic design. So I'll, I do uh, traffic signals, illumination, signing and pavement markings, that kind of work. So, and I really enjoyed it. I think this is my home. I think this is where I'm going to be for a while. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. see my, don't see myself really doing much else outside of traffic. So <laughs> I love it. It's great. <laughs> well, as I said before, you, you're young, so you haven't had a ton of experience, but so far in your career, what are some of the experiences that you've enjoyed the most and what are you still looking forward to? I really have to say as a student, like you don't, 
you don't necessarily know in class how that impacts the real world and exactly how you're going to interpret that into the real world. So having the opportunity, I did three different internships in college. So that really was a great experience in trying to figure out how what I'm learning in class is going to work in an actual job experience, but also gave me the chance to just have more on my resume, but meet different kinds of people in the transportation industry. So especially being in construction and seeing how things went from a plan to an actual built structure or something like that. So that was a really great experience. Also with the rotation program that I was in at Illinois DOT, I got to see Uh, We spent about a year in three different bureaus, as they call them. And so I, growing up in small town, Louisiana, I didn't completely understand that people rode on trains until I moved into (laughs) Illinois. (laughs) So it gave me the opportunity to actually work on the railroad coordination unit. And with that, we worked with a lot of different railroad companies, any construction project that came through that had a railroad component, we were coordinating all the contracts with that, as well as signing invoices. So I was like, oh, this is all, who knew, Who right? Mm -hmm. Who knew that this Mm -hmm. is a side of transportation you could be a part of? So that was really cool and intriguing. And then I'll say when I first, (laughs) when I first got to Stantec, I knew nothing about design. I had been more in like operations and field work. So coming in, I started on design build projects, which is a whole nother beast compared to your standard design bid build. Um, And being a fresh designer, it was a little intimidating because it was fast track, right? If you're going to learn, you're going to learn at a very rapid speed. And then by the end of it, I was actually a sign and seal engineer for post-design changes, which It was really interesting to be like, I knew nothing when I came on. And then four years later, here I am signing and sealing. Um, We had some staffing changes. So things, you know, had to change. But that was a really cool piece of it that I was like, oh, I've had in four years, I've been able to see my own progression and see, you know, the responsibility that I feel comfortable taking on with this really important project. So that was a really great piece. But what am I looking forward to? I don't even know what life is in five years. I'll be quite honest. (laughs) They say like, what's your five-year plan? And I'm like, oh, I'm just trying to get through this year and trying to keep on it. I do know that right now I'm just really excited. I just recently got a promotion to supervisor. So I'm now managing a team formally and being able to learn how to train people and practice training people, practice my own patience (laughs) is Mm -hmm. another component of it. But it's been a really good experience. And so I just look forward to continuing to try and help grow younger engineers or newer engineers and try and give as much experience that I had, like the goods and the bads to them. And, you know, hopefully they can learn and see them grow. I just had my first trainee actually get his PE license last year. And I was just like so proud. It was was such a good, nice moment to be like, oh, I think you did it. As I mentioned in the introduction, you've been involved with ITE. I'm curious, what attracted you? How did you first learn of ITE? What attracted you to the organization? And tell us about some of your experiences in the organization. Where do I start on this one? Um, I will say when I first moved back to the South and then like um, came to Austin, I didn't really know anyone in the industry. And so one of my coworkers was like, hey, come with me to all the different professional organization meetings that we go to. And ITE was one of those. And my um, supervisor worked in the Dallas office um, at the time. And he was like, yeah, a lot of us are involved in ITE here, like at section and district level. And I was like, I don't understand what that means. But sure, if you're encouraging me to continue to go to these meetings, like I'm happy to go. And it really gave me the opportunity to find a community that I felt supported in and find a community that 
was growing with me. So it wasn't just experienced engineers. It was newer engineers like myself that now here we are seven years later from first meeting them and we're all in these different supervisor roles. And it's it's really fun to have seen that growth through everyone. And again, it's only been seven years, but I feel like this, you know, IT is a different kind of family that you're kind of just like, ah, like I have friends all over the country now, even in other countries. And that's one of the really cool experiences with IT and being involved. I've done section leadership. So I'm a part of the capital area section of ITE, which is in the Texas district, which Texas is the only district to have its own state. So woohoo, go Texas. Um, <laughs> but then also um, being involved on the STEM committee. For the past few years, as well as recently being asked to be involved in the Leadership ITE Steering Committee. And that's a whole nother program I could talk about for days. (laughs) (laughs) But it's been really great. Uh, I've also been asked to be on a couple of different selection committees recently, which is a lot of fun. So it's it's been good. It's been good. I really love ITE and, and I love all the support. And the happy faces I get to see, not just now virtually, but then we get to meetings and you haven't seen these people for a year or two and you're just big hugs and all excitement. Mm-hmm. And you just never know where what to stop talking about because you're talking about life experiences, but also it's people who understand your day to day, you know, maybe a little bit more so than your family, right? Because I think mm-hmm. my mom still asks me sometimes, she's like, what is it you do again? <laughs> <laughs> You said you could talk for days about leadership ITE. Unfortunately, we don't have days, but I want to dive a little deeper into leadership ITE, find out a bit more about what it's been like as co-chair of leadership ITE. What have some of your experiences been with the program and what do you see as some of the benefits of volunteering and contributing to Light as a co-chair? Oh, yeah. So I was actually a part of the 2021 class, the only fairly virtual class, which Mm -hmm. is a a little bit different of experience. But I will say this program came for me at the like perfect time in my life. I was transitioning into being more of that manager role, team leader kind of situation. And no one teaches you the people side of it. No one really sits down necessarily at a company and says, okay, now that you have these roles, here's these people trainings. It's more so here's how you sign time cards. Here's how you do all these proposals. Here's how you do these other components that are a little more technical, but not necessarily people. And so leadership IT for me was just very eye-opening into my personality and how I operate but also how I can learn how other people operate and be helpful to them as well and work better as a team together in that sense. Um, So leadership IT for me, I absolutely love the program as a, as a participant, but then being asked as the um, (laughs) co-chair, there's, there's a lot of things on the back end that you don't see, right. (laughs) As as an operating program. Um, So being on that backside and, also, it's very joyful. I love seeing people experience the aha moments. So being in those meetings for the newer classes and watching them all kind of have those, those light bulb moments. And that's been a lot of fun because um, then you, you're messaging all the other, uh, the chair and the other first vice chair on the background. You're just like, oh my gosh, did you see that? So they got it. They recognize it. And, you know, they're seeing it connect and all these pieces come together, which just brings me a lot of joy personally. But then the functionality of the entire program, like the support that ITE puts towards this program and not just the financial piece of it, but the people that they put behind it, you know, making sure that the facilitator is outstanding, which right now we have Shelly Rowe, who is just an incredible human being, first of all, but then an amazing facilitator as well. And just really sees people and how they interact and wants to bring the best out of them. Leadership ITE is 
from what I understand, the one of the only programs that's really built for transportation professionals by transportation professionals, because on the back end, what we're doing is um, coming through and looking at what worked and what didn't in the previous class and kind of saying, oh, people really like this session. Let's add some more time. Or we're looking at, oh, that session actually went 15 minutes longer than we probably needed it to. So let's add more time there and expand a little bit more. Um, so being able to essentially help recreate the program every year. It's been a lot of fun, not from scratch, but just modify, I guess is the right way to say it. And I've never been able to do that before. And so seeing that side of it is, is enjoyable. We'll hear more from Ana Maria Torres right after this message. Do you want to reach more than 17,000 transportation professionals? Podcasts like this one are a great way to reach a dedicated audience of listeners. Sponsoring an ITE podcast is a cost-effective way to gain exposure and build brand awareness. ITE offers podcasts on key issues like safety, connected and automated vehicles, and transportation management systems and operations, ensuring your message is heard by the right people. For more information, contact Jill Andrew at the Wyman Company. Her email is J-A-N-D-R-E-U at the Wyman Company, W-Y-M-A-N dot com. Well, your involvement in ITE obviously has been more than just being a member and going to meetings. It's it's being involved in leadership and in training and things of that sort. For a young person who might be considering joining ITE or getting more involved, maybe they are already a member, but they're just kind of a peripheral member. What would you suggest to them? What would you say to them to encourage them to become more involved and the benefits of becoming more involved? Well, I think it's important to recognize that your involvement doesn't mean you have to dive headfirst and all of a sudden, you know, here you are as a section leader, right? You can be on a committee. Everyone's always looking for help. And if you raise your hand and you say, hey, I can do that one thing that might take only an hour a month, right, at the at the smallest is such a huge impact um, because I think sometimes you have people who we're waiting for people to volunteer, but if you already raise your hand, it's easy for me to go, yes, I needed, I needed that help. Thank you so much. <laughs> and so I think it's fair to ask, like, if someone has, oh, we're looking for committee members. Okay, what's the expectation of that time-wise? And it's okay to say yes, but it's also okay to say, you know, I can't right now, but maybe later, you know, I'd love for you to keep keep me in the loop that kind of thing. But you can also dive in head first if you want to. I, I'm a diver, so well, not I don't swim great, but um, <laughs> I'd say I dove in head first. I definitely like really enjoyed what I was seeing at the section level. And I said, how do I be more involved? And they said, well, we do need someone to run for secretary treasurer. And I was like, done. And then I was like, oh, that means I'm going to be vice president, then president. And then it just so happened that was in the middle of pandemic. And that was a whole nother <laughs> situation. But it was it was very exciting. And I think you're never left on an island by yourself. There's always a support around you because that's who we learn from is the other leaders in the organization or, hey, I have experience in doing this. Like this is the way that worked for us. But if you find a better way that works in the future, we're totally open to new ideas. But you just don't want anything to get stagnant. And so fresh ideas are always welcome that I found at least through ITE. So it's been fun. I imagine as a young person, in some ways, you can probably relate more easily to other young people, maybe people who are either currently students or have recently graduated than, say, someone who graduated decades ago. And the world has changed quite a bit since <laughs> they were in school. How does that help you with connections to some of these people, some of the young people that you might be 
talking to who are just getting started in the transportation industry to get themselves immersed? I think one of the biggest things that I have to remind myself is like, you don't have to have the answers today. And I think coming out of school, I was like, I need to know exactly where I'm going to go and exactly what I'm going to do. And the truth is, I'm not where I anticipated being like coming out of college. I thought I was going to go be on the planning side and lay out roadway geometry and that it's not where my forte is. And that's okay. I, I like to, when I talk to younger engineers or students, kind of mean like have that flexibility, be open to learning new things because at the end of the day, like even though you're learning a software or a program right now, it's going to change in four to five years and everyone's going to be learning something new together. It's actually something that's going on right now mm-hmm. <laughs> with a transition in Texas um, to a different software program. And so you're seeing everyone have those growing pains and we're learning together as a team, as opposed to like, again, not, you know, it's always okay to ask for help. And it's always like, if you're asking questions, I feel like that means that you care and I'm happy to help you. Like I'm happy, to, but I, I'm never going to know if you're struggling, if I you're not asking for help, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's one of those things, like, I think as students and sometimes younger engineers, you think you have to have all the answers um, or you're a little scared to ask questions. And I, in this industry, I found that like people are just very supportive and because we want you, because it's such a team integration, like, we want everyone to be their best. And the only way for, is to help uh, younger engineers grow. And so like the more experienced engineers, I'm still learning from them. I'm learning every day. And once we stop learning, then I think that's when you stop succeeding to an extent. I wish you all the best in your career. It certainly sounds you are like you have been off to a wonderful start and you have many more years ahead of you that you'll be able to contribute. And who knows some of the challenges that you'll be facing in the decades ahead as you continue your career in, in transportation. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me, Bernie. I really appreciate being here. And, you know, I hope everyone just takes away from IT what they would like. But like I said, for me, it's it's just a community that I've really found a home with. And, and I can't wait to see where ITE as an organization goes in the near future, but also like in the next 15, 20 years, I can't wait to see what faces I see at annual meetings that, you know, I get to have all the hugs and all the things with. So, Well, our guest on this episode of ITE Talks Transportation has been Ana Maria Torres. She is a senior transportation engineer for traffic, illumination, and ITS at Stantec. Again, Ana Maria, thank you so much for being my guest. Thanks, Bernie.